Hi guys, it's Fatu with Good To Know. I know I've been gone for a little while, but I'm back with a very special episode with a very special guest. Tracy, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi guys, I'm Tracy. I am a CPA. I have a degree in accounting and finance. I work in commercial finance for a big company, um, but I have a personal passion around personal finance. And so I've, I've worked with Fatu on a couple of projects and she asked if I'd come and answer a couple of questions that some of you guys submitted around personal finance. Alrighty, so it's time to start. Before we go in, would you just like to kick it off with some general personal finance advice? Sure, so I kind of, I thought a little bit about it before we spoke, and so the first thing I would say is spend less than you make. Um, that is the number one key to financial success. Um, number two, and this is something I've kind of learned over my decades of experience, is to spend time with people that are in a similar state as you and with similar goals, because if you're really poor and you hang out with really rich people, you're not going to be happy and you're not going to be satisfied. If you're really rich and you're hanging out with really poor people, you're not going to be really happy or satisfied. But the important thing is to find somebody that not only is where you are today, but they're also going where you want to go. So if you're making a modest income, but you have aspirations to save and manage your money, that's great. Find folks that are like that. If you've got plenty of money and your goals are to have lavish vacations and eat out and have a lot of different life experiences, then find folks that like that. Um, I feel like that'll kind of lead to better relationships and less dissatisfaction because um, I've always heard that comparison is the thief of joy and so find someone near where you are in your state and that'll be a healthier relationship for both of you. Um, and then the last piece of general advice I have is that it's not all or nothing. Um, so any progress is progress um, and don't let a bad day or a bad week or even a bad month just set you back. Um, just get back on the horse and start again. So know what you're supposed to be doing. You're going to slip up along the way, but just don't don't throw it all in because you made one mistake. So that's what I would have as general advice. Great advice. I've been trying to follow that myself, you know, one step at a time. I'm getting there, so we're going to jump into the questions. And before we do that, I just have to mention that this episode is going to be just like general advice and we're going to split it into three parts since there were so many questions and it would take forever if I did them now. So I'll start with the first question. It was when making your own budget, where should you start and like what percentage did you do and allotments, etc. So Tracy? Sure. So I, um, I've gotten this question from a couple of different people myself. Um, and it's super easy to get online and Google the average budget allocation. You can find things out there very easily. I pulled one down before we spoke. The typical spending on your budget is 25% on housing, 10 to 15% on food, 10, uh, 5 to 10% on utilities, 10 to 25% on insurance, transportation is another 10%, uh, health and other medical issues, 5 to 10 um, giving and charity, 10%. And then the most important um, for our discussion today is around savings of targeting 10%. And depending on where you live, depending on your family size, depending on your income, you may be splitting those up differently. But I think the important thing is to kind of have a goal of what you're targeting um, and then adjust from there. Nice. So the next one is budgeting for beginners. A lot of the listeners here are 
millennials or people that are still in college, just graduated college, or maybe just you know starting in the workforce. So what are your tips for budgeting for beginners? So my number one, my first step I would say is to understand what you're spending and where your money's going. Um, if you're using a debit card all the time or you're using cash or whatever method you're using to pay for things, is really sit back and look over a month, three months, a year, and if possible, two years, and see where you're spending your money. Um, because it you kind of lose track in the day-to-day. Um, and then put it sort of in those buckets like we just talked about on the budget allocation to understand what you've got. Um, so that's the first piece is what are you actually spending? And don't forget those one-time things, the haircut every four months, the car inspection once a year. Don't forget those, and so you need to go back in time. And then step two is to understand your income. Um, you guys might be getting paid weekly or monthly, or you may be commissioned where it's flexible, but really understand the timing and the pace of what your income is going to be. And once you understand what you're currently spending and what you're making, you need to have some method to track those. So look back in time, figure out where you are, but then come up with some method to track. Um, I started out using Excel to track mine. There's some apps out there. A lot of banks have them. You Need a Budget is a great app that's online. So do a little bit of online searching um, or get an Excel spreadsheet, but do something to track your income and your expenses. And then finally, continue to monitor that on an ongoing basis so it's not a one and done thing. Every month at the end of the month, sit down and how much did I spend? Where did I spend? How much did I make? How did that come in versus what my target was? So that would be a good start with the budget, I think. Okay. And the next one, this is a big one because I'm sure a lot of people can relate. How do you save money when you're poor? The person who asked said they make around 15000 a year annually. So what's your advice for Got that? <laughs> Got it. Well, the, the and that's tough, right? Because we've been there when you're first out of school or depending on your life situation. The first step, I would say, is save a little bit every payday. And even if that means it's five dollars. If that's what it is, save something and do it every time and do it automatically. So my first recommendation would be to set up a savings account where that five dollars is going straight in direct deposit into savings. It's not even coming into your checking or linked to your debit card. Um, the other piece too is is when you when you are poor or when you're rich or anywhere in between, the two things you can control are how much you're making and how much you're spending. Um, so I would carve out a little bit of savings and then start really looking at where your income is and where your expenses are and figure out what you can do to get even further ahead every month, month to month. That's a good one. And next, um, how can we set ourselves up for financial success in the future? And the person that asked is in their early 20s, so I guess they're saying from our early 20s until the future, so the next 10 or however many years. Got it. So I think the first rule, we talked about that kind of in the general principles, is to spend less than you make. Because if you spend more than you make, that is the worst recipe for financial success in the future. So spend less than you make. I would say get a, a get a plan and have a very systematic approach to meeting your goals. So you're going to have multiple goals. Your goal may be buying a car. It may be paying off a student loan. It may be saving for retirement. It may be saving for college for future children. So figure out what your goals are and get a systematic approach on how you're going to meet those. And so don't just say, well, I'll wait till I make more and then I'll put aside money for college or I'll pay that loan off. Get a very systematic approach where you've got a set amount of money going in every payday or every month towards meeting those goals. 
Um, and then finally, when you're trying to set yourself up for success, is to be aware and be prepared for financial emergencies. Um, I, I kind of had scrolled through the questions that, that you were sharing with me earlier, and no one really asked about emergency funds and emergencies. Oh, and, yeah. And the only thing certain about emergencies is that they're going to happen. You don't know when, you don't know where, you don't know what kind, but they're going to happen. So a big key to financial success is to have a plan in place, either through insurance or emergency savings, to have some safety net so that something like that isn't going to financially devastate you. Yeah, and I definitely agree on the financial emergencies because a month after I got my car, brand new car, I got into an accident backing out of the garage at my job and I did not have any money saved to fix my car. So my car was looking crazy for like seven months until I had enough to pay for it. But if I had an emergency savings, I could have just took that money out and paid for it. So make sure you're saving for emergencies. The next question I'm going to be answering, it is, I'm scared of getting a credit card. And I would just like to say, don't be afraid of getting a credit card. I think the only people that are maybe scared of getting a credit card is they're scared of like going into debt. And as long as you're not spending the limit every time you use it, that should be fine. I would honestly recommend like using your credit card to pay for some bills because you're going to be paying for those automatically anyway. And so at the end of the month, you can just pay it in full because you're going to be paying your bills to begin with. And obviously don't use it on things you can't afford. Like, oh, let me get this purse. Let me just do some quick shopping because then you get into the habit of spending money you don't have. So I would say as a, just a general rule, if you don't have it in your debit card and you wouldn't have it to pay in cash, then don't pay for your credit card unless it's, I guess, an emergency or something and you need to use it. But that is what I'll say. Tracy, any comments no, on that? I think I think it's great. I think a, I think a credit card is a is a healthy tool when used appropriately. And the used appropriately would be, um, to your point, only buying what you have the money for and paying it off every month. And if that's the case, you can get one with no fees, no interest, and it's just a way to help simplify some transactions. Yeah, the first card I actually got was the Discover It card. I think it's a good first card. The limit was only $500. And if you're starting out, I think it's a great card, especially if you don't have any credit. And so. did it have an annual fee? No. Good girl. Okay. All right. Next question. Must financial to-dos after accepting the first full-time job? Something I wish I would have asked when I started my first <laughs> full-time job. So I would say the first thing to do is to understand your benefits. And I know we're talking about financials, but understand the whole realm of your benefits. A number of employers offer discounted gym memberships. They offer uh, health insurance, vision insurance. They offer tuition reimbursement. So understand all the benefits. But the biggest piece from financials, uh, from a financial standpoint, is understanding what they offer in terms of a retirement plan and opt in early and opt in aggressively as you can. A number of companies offer a 401k match. Um, or a comparable 403B, depending on the, the type of your employer, and, and absolutely take advantage of the maximum match and the maximum benefits you can get through your employer and start early. Because if you start right when you sign up, you get accustomed to kind of having that in, in, your, in your pay cycle and it becomes um, sort of a non-event. Uh, the second thing I would say is um, just give it a few months to kind of understand what your pay is going to be. Because I know a lot of folks, a lot of us are very surprised when we we hear a number that we're making and then we actually see the paycheck and there's a lot of taxes, mm -hmm. there's benefits, there's other deductions that are coming. So give it a few months to really balance out your pay cycle and understand what you're going to be making um, because it may not be exactly what you think. And then finally, I would say is, is just be very aware of lifestyle creep or lifestyle inflation. So uh, you've got a car or an apartment or restaurants you go to right now that work great for you and just because you get 
a $5,000 raise, that shouldn't change. I mean, that, that frees up more money to maybe put towards retirement or, or investments or a vacation or wherever you really want it to, but just be mindful not to just kind of let your lifestyle grow when you get that new job until you really understand your full ins and outs and budgets. Definitely, and to add to that lifestyle creep, when I first got my car, I got a brand new car, which maybe I probably should have got like a certified pre-owned, maybe 2016 or something like that. But I got like the cheapest new car on the lot, like a base model Toyota. And the dealer actually told me that a lot of people who also graduated and got their first job that were coming in to get their new cars, they were getting like $30,000, $40,000 cars and SUVs. And I mean, I did get a brand new car, but make sure you could afford your payments. Cause I know I have a new car, but I can at least afford the payments and I'm not struggling to make that every month. So be careful with that because she is very right. The lifestyle inflation is a thing. So the last question is, Great ways to build your credit in your 20s. How do we build our credit in our 20s, Tracy? Well, the, the primary thing is pay your bills. <laughs> and so when I say pay your bills, pay your rent, pay your cell phone, um, and make sure that some of these obligations are in your name. Um, so if you're, make sure it's not all in your parents' name, all in your roommate's name, all in someone else's name. So make sure that you're starting to show a history of getting bills coming in and you're paying them and they're associated with your name particularly. And I would say at the same time, be mindful of not being obligated to a girlfriend or boyfriend or roommate and them having bills on your name where maybe they're not paying the bills and this can actually impact your credit. So be very protective of your credit to start out. Um, I think we talked a little bit about a credit card. I think a credit card is absolutely fine if you're paying it off every month. A couple of things I would say around a credit card is I would get, um, you know, for two you mentioned to discover mm -hmm. card, I think. Yes. Um, I would be very mindful of not getting a credit card at every store that you frequent. I mean, don't, don't get the Starbucks, the Target, the Old Navy, the Gap. Every place you're going to go is going to offer you, oh, would you like to save 5% today to get a credit card? And I think that you're setting yourself up for disaster with that because, number one, you're going to be juggling a number of different payments and different cards, and you have a much higher likelihood of missing a payment and ending up having to pay interest and late fees. Number two, they're going, to be spend, they're going to be sending you very targeted marketing that's going to kind of hit you where they know you like to shop. Don't fall for the trap. Don't fall for the trap, yes. So I would say get a, a, a name brand, if it's Discover, if it's Capital One, if it's Chase, a general credit card, no fees, a reasonable credit limit, and pay it off every month. And I think that's a good start. Anything else, Tracy? Well, no, I appreciate you inviting me here to talk, and I uh, look forward to kind of getting into more of the questions as we get to the next podcast. Well, that's great. I wish I could, like, have an audience. Everybody clap for Tracy. Woo! Go, Tracy! Well, that is it for today. As I said, if your question wasn't answered, that just means it's going to be in the next couple episodes. The next one, I think, is going to be about... I think, what is it going to be? Maybe student loans. We've got one coming up for student loans and debt in general. Okay, and then after the student loans and debt one, it's going to be about saving and investments. So again, that's it for today. Thank you so much, Tracy, for taking some time out of your day to be on my podcast. And make sure you subscribe and share with your friends, anybody. Okay, so that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.